Shabbat Shalom to all of you. This portion is so full and there are so many things that one could talk about. And I do want to start by mentioning that the rabbis say that Chaye Sara talks about Sara's stability and calm through life. That's why it says, Kol Yimei Shnei Chaye Sara, all the days, Kol Shnei Sara, all the years of her life. They were all, a hundred was like 20, was like seven. She had a stability of character that kept her in one place through life, through difficult times, through ups and downs, through vicissitudes and crises. And the question is, why? And since we can't necessarily answer it, in the case of Sara, it seems like her natural endowment was this beauty of character and stability. I want to suggest that she left a legacy to her son that can teach us part of the secret of the stability of her character and maybe a little bit of a way to get stability for ourselves. Because what we know about Isaac primarily in his life is that he is acted upon. Remember that Isaac last week in the Torah portion is taken up to the mountain by Abraham. And later on, he will be next week cheated by his son, fooled by his son, Yaakov, Jacob. But who is Isaac? We know who the people around him are, but who is Isaac? And I think in one or one and a half verses in this week's portion, we get a secret that could be very helpful for us in our own day. What does the Torah say? It says, as Rebecca, as Rivka is coming back with Eliezer to meet Isaac, after she is chosen in that beautiful scene that was the subject of a lovely drash this morning by our bat mitzvah Chloe, full of chesed, full of kindness and grace. It says, Isaac was coming back from the vicinity of Be'er Lachai Roi, I'll come back to that in a minute, and went walking in the field, Lasuach Basadeh. Now, first of all, before we get to Lasuach Basadeh and what that really means, what is Isaac doing in Be'er Lachai Roi? We know that place because it's where Hagar's prayers were answered by the angel. And it is twice mentioned that Isaac dwells in Be'er Lachai Roi. So there are some commentators that say that he wanted to reconnect with his brother whom after all he had lost so many years before when he was taken from the house. But the other association of Be'er Lachai Roi, which is in the Negev, is that it is remote, it is separate, it is away from the rest of the doings, of the city, of the trade, everything. In other words, 
Isaac was taking a little bit of a reclusive vacation or her time away that would allow him to put his life into perspective. And this ties in with La Suerte Basada, which is a hapex legomena, which means it appears only once in the entire Tanakh. So we can't say for sure what the word means. We've nowhere else to compare it to. And as you might imagine, all the commentators, Rashi and Ibn Ezra and Radak, all of them have similar and somewhat different theories about what it means. Some say, as I read in the translation, you heard that it meant he went walking in the fields. But the rabbis who tell us that Isaac was responsible for the mincha prayer, for the afternoon prayer, in this verse, see it as meditation and prayer. What was Isaac doing when Rivka came along? He was in prayerful meditation. And this fits the quiet of his character, the separateness that he attains. Isaac, after all, is not a huge dynamic personality like Abraham or like Jacob. Isaac is the one, Yitzchak is the one that never leaves Eretz Yisrael. He is the only one of the Avot that never travels outside of the confines of Israel. Abraham does, Jacob does. Joseph, of course, does not even by his own choice. But Isaac never leaves. And yet, inside the confines of Eretz Yisrael, he manages to seclude himself. Why? Why? Well, I will remind you of something that I have mentioned before, or I'll tell you anew if you haven't heard it. The beginning of Pirkei Avot says, Torah kibel mitsinai, that the Torah was received from Sinai. Moshe kibel Torah mitsinai, and Moses got it from Sinai. And Abravanel, the medieval commentator, says Moses didn't get the Torah from Sinai, he got it from God. So why does it say Moses got the Torah from Sinai, which after all is a mountain? And Abravanel's answer is Moshe needed those 40 days of seclusion, of preparation of his soul, of being away from the tumult of Israel in order to be ready to receive the Torah. And in that sense, it prepared him. And so we say Moses got the Torah from Sinai. Maybe, maybe you see where I am going with this. The Torah is filled with huge events, with giant happenings. Our world especially after the creation of the internet and all the snowball effects of all the various media outlets that constantly stream into our homes and to our heads. There's no quiet, there's no separation. Even in a pandemic, when we are isolated from one another, the world still full on force intrudes itself into our lives. Shabbat is la suach basadeh. Shabbat is the time to meditate in the field. Shabbat is our time on the mountain.
We need, our soul needs separation from the noise, from the tumult, from the politics. We really do. In order to nourish ourselves, we can always return to it. It will be there. I promise you, if you miss the news today, I pro you have my promise, my guarantee as a rabbi on Shabbat, it will be there tomorrow. You don't actually need to know what happened five minutes ago in another city. You can find out tomorrow. For a long time, the world survived by finding things out a little bit later, sometimes months later. But we can't survive without some shalvat nefesh, some peace of soul. That is what the rabbis tell us Sarah had, and I believe that she taught it to Isaac. I don't think he got that from Abraham. Abraham was full of purpose and movement and greatness and dynamism and so on, but who was the center of the balance? It was Sarah. And Isaac absorbed that lesson. He needed separation. He needed quiet. He needed meditation. He sought some peace. And so when Rivka came, he was ready. When the time comes that the pandemic is over and we can greet each other again, if we have taken time to nourish our souls, we will be ready for each other. Not to fight, but to embrace. Yitzchak, our ancestor, whose name means laughter, whose life is an example of fidelity and loyalty and quiet and faith and peace. He teaches us how important it is to have that heat bodedut, what the Hasidic tradition called aloneness, this meditation that you have just for yourself and just for your soul, where no one else can intrude just for a little while, where you are surrounded by a sense of calm so that you can then embrace those who are closest to you and also re-enter the world ready to do your work. We all need to breathe, to take a moment, to put down our shouting and our arms, and just to meditate and to pray and to be grateful for Yitzchak Avinu, Isaac, our forefather, who learned from his mother how to move quietly through the world and give us a model of calm, of faith, of prayer, and of peace. Shabbat Shalom.